Hello, and welcome back to Grace Point Go, Grace Point's podcast where you will find sermon audio from our Sunday morning worship services, as well as interviews and conversations and devotionals, all meant to give you content from Grace Point on the go. Today is a conversation between both Pastor Jared and John Hendrickson about the Salem Baptist Foundation and its importance to the ministry of Grace Point. Well, it's great to be here with those of you who are listening. This is Jared, uh, and uh, we're joined by a, a guest with us, John, who, uh, uh, as we talk about the foundation today, uh, has a lot of experience both with the foundation and the church. So, John, thanks for uh, being with us today. Uh, it's John Hendrickson, by the way. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate yeah. the opportunity to share a little bit about the foundation. So, um, like I said, you've had a lot of experience both with the foundation at Grace Point. Why don't you just begin by sharing a little bit about your history with the church? I know you and your family have been long, uh, long-time participants and members serving in many ways at the church. So could we maybe just give a little bit of a background as far as... Um, your time here at the church. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to. Um, yeah, so actually my wife Carol and I started coming in 1977. So um, wow. actually is a very long time. Yeah. Um, we had just gotten married, uh, still going to school at the University of Minnesota. Okay. Um, had some friends that came here, um, told us a friendly church. Um, uh, it's small enough that we could be engaged and yeah. involved. And so we started coming and uh, we've been here ever since. Wow. So we've had past episodes on this podcast that have talked about the history of the church. Could have probably had you in as in part of the interview. You've had, you've been through a lot. You've seen a lot here at the church. Have served in a lot of ways. Um, what, what? Could maybe just give us a little like kind of sample size of some of the things that you've done here at Grace Point and the ways that you've served and helped contribute to the, the church over all these years. Well, you know, I, I think um, you know initially um, it takes a little time to kind of get uh, engaged, get yeah. to be comfortable. But um, you know, Carol and I plugged into a lot of the youth programs early on. Yeah. Um, Carol's continued to do that, particularly with um, still doing the three-year-old Sunday school. Um, you know, I started beginning more involved in terms of getting on council with the yeah. vision committee a couple times, being yeah. church moderator a few times, property deacon a couple times, um, and have really tried to use my talents in any way that. Uh, Grace Points um, provided opportunities. Yeah, terrific. And you speak of talents, and you've certainly had in your own like personal and professional sense a lot of experience um, and a lot of accomplishments um, in that you – you kind of you you from what I remember, you've started out. You were like a, basically like a salesman, right? And you're in the kind of the computer world. And as that that world grew, you eventually uh, went to a place where you started your own company or had your own company. Is that correct? I did. I worked a couple of years early in the industry in uh, eighty two, eighty three, eighty four. Um, then started a software company myself in 85, putting in financial systems. In fact, we wow. put in the first kind of computerized uh, accounting system here for Grace okay. Point. Um, and then uh, over time, we built that business to about 150 people wow. um, with 20 offices around the country. So quite quite a, uh, yeah. a success. God That's was an awesome very accomplishment, generous. John, really. I mean, so personally, it's got to be an interesting world for you to live in where, as I'm sitting here with you, those who are just listening to this and aren't seeing this, you're wearing a smartwatch. And when you started this, <laughs> sort of profession of yours, um, the way technology has expanded has probably just been almost unbelievable to some extent when you probably first started to what you could have conceived it becoming, huh? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you get, I you date myself when that, about the only electronics <laughs> you had was a, uh, a simple calculator, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and the idea of a cell phone or um, personal computers were just at their infancy. I, I, I mean, being a kid, 
in the 80s, I thought it was cool when like some friends of mine had like one of those calculator watches, <laughs> you know, and it's like, so it's a whole different world we live in. So in some ways, a lot of this brings us to our conversation. Really, the, the podcast, this episode is about the Salem Foundation. And, and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to share with us um, in that your current role, you have also been the chairman of the Salem Foundation. Is that correct? Correct. Um, and so you have served on this foundation for, um, well, I don't know, I guess a few years or several years, but you've had a lot of experience with this. Um, but it's safe to say that for a lot of people, um, the Salem Foundation is maybe completely unknown. And if it is known, maybe a lot of times it's 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 mysterious. It's we're not really sure what that is. Part of it is just the name itself, right? We've you, we talk about the historical part of your time at the church. We were once Salem Baptist Church and had changed our name to Grace Point quite a while ago. So um, we really want to just talk about what the foundation is for those who are listening today. So um, maybe just right off the bat, what is the Salem Foundation? Well, the Salem um, Baptist Church Foundation is manages an endowment fund. And what we do is we, um, we generate income from that fund that gets used to support various ministries uh, for Grace Point Church. Um, you know, the members of that foundation are trustees. Yep. They're all members of, of the church. They serve four-year terms, and they're approved by the church congregation. And um, is there, uh, how many people are part of the foundation right now? You know, it's actually a separate legal entity. And, and so we created um, bylaws. Um, we uh, t- uh, mm-hmm. today have a, a policy of having anywhere between 9 to 15 trustees. Yep. So it just varies a little bit in terms of what the skills we're looking for for people um, and just kind of managing. I think around 12 is typical for us. Okay. Um, because they serve four-year terms, people can be going off or life uh, interferes and yeah. they have to, you know, step down. Um, but we tried to keep it in around 12 people. Were you, for your experiences, you know, being much younger when you began here at the church, uh, you said 77, uh, you know, I, I think for a lot of churches, that might not be the first thing that's thought of is, hey, do we have a foundation or should we have a foundation? So I have to imagine that this was kind of a, a unique and significant opportunity when the when this kind of came to fruition, if that makes sense. Um, um do you recall just on like a personal level when this when this endowment, this foundation started, you know, and and did that seem surprising to you? Was that a a um was that an opportunity that the church you recall looked at as being really significant and and like just what was your kind of personal experience like with that when that kind of happened at the church? Well, I was certainly surprised. I think many people were surprised. Um not something that uh, I had recalled anything that we were particularly intentional about sure. in th- terms of um, trying to um, have um, funds from a will, for example, yeah. being um, uh, given to the church, or at least not have, of any sort of consequence. Yeah. Um, but so in, in, uh, in, in 2008, um, we had a, a longtime member, Leah Ginther, who had passed away, um, and uh, we found that uh, she'd bequeathed about $500,000 um, wow. to to uh, to Salem Baptist yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, and so um, there was a lot of discussion of, of how to manage that fund. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it came with a stipulation that the endowment was only going to be, uh, only the earnings from the fund uh, would be available to the church to use for the mission of the church um, as directed by the church council. So we had to have a way of, of growing the fund mm-hmm. and then using those funds in a way that, that followed um, this endowment, which was actually known as the Leah Ginther uh, Memorial Trust Fund. Yeah. 
and and so they had some you know strings attached and so um, you know uh, the church council put together a little committee we had some conversations and we looked at what some other churches had done with endowments and uh, I know Central Baptist and several sure. others had done uh, various things and the conclusion was we should create a legal entity um, so that it has its own uh, kind of controlling process yeah. um, but still be designed to serve only Grace Point. Yeah. And so we did that. And yeah. we had some, I was one of the initial um, trustees, um, later became uh, one of the, um, the chairman of the, of the board and have continued to manage it. Um, early in the process, uh, the decision gets made to well, like, okay, so how much do you give? How do you give? Um, and so there was, in the early years, there was a lot of um, discussion in terms of creating process. And the conclusion, sure. uh, which we have adhered to quite uh, well over the years, was we distribute 4% yeah. of the um, uh, asset um, every year uh, as, a, as a gift to the church, Great. which allows uh, a certain amount to continue to grow. Um, again, the fund started with 500000 Yeah, We've had some additional gifts, yep. um, m- smaller significantly, but um, important. Um, and today that fund is up over $1.1 million. Wow. So, you know, we take out 4%. Yes, yeah. it's been a real blessing. So do, do, did you know Leah well or have any kind of relationship with her you know i knew i knew her yeah but i didn't really have a relationship with her yeah and and one of the things that i remember of her was she was very quiet a very small petite woman yeah um um was not um uh, in fact minnie said well i knew of leah yeah but no one really talked about that i knew her yeah um and it turned out one of the um uh, assistant pastors at the time um, had spent time with her at one point and and asked her if she you know what her plans were sure um, and that how you would you know you know select uh, Grace Point as one of the mm-hmm. um, her her uh, uh, choices sure um, and so we actually um, as a, as part of her gift we were fifty percent of her remaining wow. Um, trust wow yeah I, I I asked that because I I feel like I recall I've been here since two thousand. But my time and involvement wouldn't have had me operating in that world, like with her or with the trust or the foundation. But um, I just recall hearing those types of stories over and over again. And um, and what I just what I love to kind of highlight is, and this is I think good for people who are listening to this, and I think it really affirms the role of the foundation. Is here was this as you put it, you know, kind of a quiet. People like knew of her, maybe didn't know her extremely well, but here was this just wonderful, godly, unassuming woman who I think from like a worldly or even stature point of view, no one would assume a whole lot to it. And yet here here we are now in the year 2022, um, living within this remarkable impact of somebody who um, just wanted to make this investment a kingdom eternal investment through the local church by leaving things that God had given to her and had blessed her with. And I just think it's so remarkable how after all this time, you know, what was it? Five, some 500,000. Now it's over a million. It's just, it's just remarkable. Right. So, um, and, and, and then you made the point too, right? That like, since then this fund has grown because of the, the great work of the trustees through good investment strategies but like Leah, even the small gifts really can, can compound to make a significant impact, right? So, I mean, would you um, just just kind of, as I think about it right now, would you say that whether it's 
a $5 donation, a $5,000 donation, or $500,000 donation. I mean, all of this is relevant. Wouldn't you agree to the, the ongoing work of the, of the kingdom? Absolutely. I, I don't think any gift is too small. The, um, you know, I think knowing that the funds are put to use um, and, and that the, um, they earn yep. uh, income to be able to continue to bless the church yeah. is powerful. So speaking of like th- these funds being put to use... Um, you said that so four percent of the the total uh, amount is is like reinvested right on an annual basis. So uh, there, there's a particular amount of interest that is earned, and that amount gets designated to a on kind of an annual rhythm. Is that correct? Like once a year, there's kind of this money returned back to the church exactly. in order to sort of. Um, make impacts above and beyond the budget. So maybe explain a little bit more, John, like what the mission or the purpose is of the foundation. So how, how, does, how does this money kind of return back as Leah would like it, you know, return back to the work of the church? Yeah, so um, each year um, the board uh, puts out three individuals to work on a committee with three individuals from the council because yep. what we're trying to do in, is to provide the funding for, for the ministries um, and and they primarily go to discretionary activities and purchases outside of normal. We're not trying to use the money to to do normal operating expenses for the church. But what what other kind of ministries could we we provide yeah. and serve um, that are maybe a little atypical, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, those f- six people then meet um, and they get applications from from staff from from other leaders within the church um, on requests yep. for a variety of, of those activities and and purchases um, we sort those out um, we we vet them a bit mm-hmm. uh, prioritize them yep. and then based upon what the gift amount is going to be that year this last year I think it was over forty thousand yep. dollars um, we allocate out to those um, and we approve it at the at the board level uh, for the foundation and then we go and have the church council approve the same amount yeah um, and 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 um, uh, balances, and then we go forward with uh, starting to distribute those funds. And it's really exciting. I mean, I speaking as a staff member, and this is really an invitation to all, all, all leadership. You know, staff. You know, it could be council members or who oversee in, in a certain area or committee of the church. Um, to some of our lay leaders, there's kind of this open invitation. This is for people who might be listening and learning about what the foundation is and how it works. Just to affirm what you're saying. I can speak personally that what the foundation's funding does for us is it really gives us kind of a freedom to think creatively and outside of the box. Um, sometimes the way we like to put it to our staff is when we go through this annual rhythm, I'll oftentimes say to them, dream big. I mean, it, it whether it happens or not, that is determined through the process and the discernment of the leadership selected to, to, to figure out here's a certain amount of money we have, like you said, about 40000 this past year. And, you know, you might have some years where there's 10, 15, 20 requests, but in some ways that in itself is a beautiful thing because it shows the energy um, that this uh, wonderful resource gives to people in the church. That in some ways, because there's oftentimes a lot of requests, it shows that there's a lot of dreaming, a lot of hoping that with money above and beyond the budget, we can do some really neat things. Um, and so sometimes our annual budgets are dictated by by have-tos, 
right? Like you have to pay for the the mortgage balance, which is almost paid for, praise God. But, you know, you have to cover expenses for the payroll and the staff and, and that, you know, I hate to put it in the have to, but it's like we have commitments to paying for our missionaries. That's a want to, but it's, a, you know, there's, re, there's responsibilities that we have. The foundation really frees us up to the, what, what's the, what's the, uh, the want to's, what's the get to's, the, the dreams that we get to do. So it's, it's a really wonderful thing. Um, what, what, thinking of even just this past year, John, do you recall some of the kind of recent tangible examples of how some of this money has been put to use over the last year or so? Um, um, you know, in this particular case, 40 some thousand past years, it's been 30 some thousand, but how have ministries or various um, ministries used this funds to kind of go above and beyond? Well, I think this this past year was was very exciting. There were just you know a host of of, um, uh, of opportunities, yeah. And some of those that we um, were selected, um, one was uh, something as simple as gift cards to new visitors. Um, the idea Great. that we could do um, uh, you know a caribou or a DQ or a Chick Fil A kind of a gift card, um, to saying you know hey um, this is a kind of a welcoming, uh, memorable sort of. Uh, a component, um, you know, we also did some funds for uh, Vacation Bible School, yeah, um, WANA for for kids programs. Yep. Um, another one I think that was uh, showed a, again a strong commitment to young people was we um, funded uh, people to go to the Ignite Youth Conference. Right. Um, had some leadership um, opportunities there, um, as well as uh, I think we sent fourteen uh, summer camp scholarships so the kids could go to camp who awesome. might not otherwise been able to afford it. And not just internal, but, you know, I think primarily it's been internal, but even doing some external funding. Yeah. We provided, bought some building materials for uh, Living Hope uh, yeah. Ministries and also for um, CRU um, inner city food boxes. Awesome. And so we're doing some things in the church and we're doing things in the community. Yeah. Um, but always in terms of how we're, um, you know, achieving the ministries of, of Grace Point. And it's such a blessing. And I just can't reiterate this enough. I mean, you know, it's possible for someone to say, well, you know, does doesn't the budget kind of assume these opportunities and it does but again there's there's kind of a tension sometimes between expenses that we have to keep in mind that are part of the annual a- activities of the church um and then there are opportunities that kind of always exist and yes we do want to be able to provide funds for those and what i love about the foundation is um the foundation really is, is kind of strongly intended and designed to be something that doesn't just sort of fill the gaps um, because we're maybe lacking in funds, but it's supporting and assisting the the current budget with these additional opportunities. And so I love the fact that whether, like you said, it's gift cards being given to visitors or it's helping to assist other ministries like Living Hope, it's, a lot of it's very outward focused, wouldn't you say? And, and isn't that in some ways the design, um, this kind of goes back to some of the policy and the structural language of the foundation, but isn't that in some ways the spirit of the foundation that, that you know, and maybe this goes back to even the spirit and the heart of Leah, um, but wasn't in some ways that, uh, wasn't that at least a big part, you know, um, that these monies are used for kind of ministry activity and not necessarily uh, um, what we might call just sort of the static budget numbers that we're sometimes trying to navigate. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, we wanted to do things. And, and again, I think it stipulated a little bit with Leah was yeah. to, to really um, to do some reaching out and, yeah. and do ministries and, and not budget, right? And so um, our ability to try new things, yeah. um, you know, it's sometimes hard to 
you know, manage budget for the church and say, oh, could we try this? Well, sometimes... Sometimes you don't even know what the next year holds. And so it can be really hard to perfectly budget. And I think that's the point. Sometimes... Sometimes you can't budget for, even if it's a small amount, because you may not know seven months down the road that that's going to be a need. And then you discover, like, let's say with our welcome membership team, oh man, wouldn't it be great if we had the ability to purchase $300 worth of gift cards? You know, well, seven months down later, yeah, that's may, may be a small figure in the grand scheme of things, but thank God there's this foundation that he's blessed us with that we can kind of tap into. Exactly right. And I think sometimes after you try something, you try it for a year or two, and it really works, maybe then it becomes part of the budget. It becomes yeah. part of our ongoing. Yeah. Whereas if it That's doesn't, if, if after a year or two that doesn't really show results, that can just get dropped and, and we can, you know, look at different yeah. proposals yeah. the following year for Yeah, and that's a great funds. point. I really appreciate you bringing that up because I do think that's relevant to just kind of acknowledge and even affirm is that the foundation can sometimes be a great sort of catalyst to future ministry endeavors, not just these kind of one-off, though special still, um, initiatives. And so the foundation, I know for me, being as a staff person, I can speak to this, uh, we've been able to almost like strategically utilize the foundation to say, here's something we haven't done before. We think it's a great dream to try to chase after but the foundation can be the means by which we can fund it for like a year or maybe two. And as you said, if it shows itself to have lasting power, we can learn how in time to build that into our budget. So it's really, a, it's kind of a beautiful partnership that the foundation has in terms of giving both um, opportunities to fulfill these dreams and yet also maybe um, sort of activate uh, future and then um kind of ongoing ministry at the church. So um, for anybody listening, curious about the foundation, wanting to participate with the foundation, um, just know that there's a lot of good things that come out of this. So if that is the case, John, somebody's like listening to this or has an opportunity to learn more about the foundation because of this um, uh, podcast, how could they go about participating if they wanted to do so? Because I got to imagine there's a whole range of ways, you know, I think sometimes the the short, the quick question sometimes is, can you only participate if you're putting together your will and, you know, on the verge of passing on into glory? Or, you know, how, how does somebody just think, think ahead in terms of how they want to be a part of the foundation and maybe even give financially to it? Well, I think, I think there's a variety of ways that, that people can participate. Um, for some, it can just be choosing to make a one-time uh, contribution, which they could designate in in their offering. Right. That this is for the foundation. So we're not. So again, I and this is maybe speaking for me personally. Like the foundation doesn't equal um, only in your will or your trust is this relevant. You're you're talking somebody could be 35 years old with a newborn baby and and feel motivated and empowered by what the work of the foundation does and they could give this through a through a check designated foundation exactly okay awesome um, you know, another one is sometimes someone who has had a family member pass um, and they do a memorial uh, so it could be sure. a memorial gift not out of a will but but something that would be memorial in that sense it'd almost be like in honor of this person in my life exactly I want any monies you would like to give to our family to actually go here right because that's a good honor to them. Awesome. And then the last one is, yes, to consider as you put a will together, um, whatever age you are, um, to, you know, look at what percentage or what portion might go to uh, the foundation um, 
in the in the future. So um, uh, uh, maybe a little more like technical or specific. Um, can somebody give all kinds of assets and and financial things to the foundation? In other words, beyond just a check or cash, like can people like attribute stocks and various things like that? Is there ways that that's parsed out or is that? I'm no, curious. that's, that's um, very possible. Yeah. Um, and again, I think as you um, offer uh, to make a gift, um, we would help manage that with you okay. uh, in terms of being able to take on whatever kind of asset, stock, um, that you would be looking to to provide. Great. How would somebody? What would what would be like the best course of action for someone? You mentioned like they could write a check, and you know, in the memo line note foundation. What what? How how would somebody who's interested in whether it's a small amount or a large amount, and they wanted to kind of set that up? Who, who, you could how, be able to talk to you could talk to. Um, I, I would actually say you maybe start with the church office to get a hold of one okay. of the trustees, right? Okay. And the trustees can help you with that transfer. Great. Um, our finance um, uh, manager for the foundation is Rick uh, Naylor. Yep. Um, and he would help you know kind of fi- finalize that kind of a transaction. Great. But just reaching out to us, I think there's uh, in the in this uh, past year's annual report just from a week or two ago. Yep. Um, there's some great information about uh, the foundation. Um, and some of the results, if you want more detail there, and it would list some of the um, trustee officers. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to kind of unpack something. Like I said, maybe at the beginning was something that was not known at all or was perhaps mysterious, but um, is just evidence of a lot of the great things that's going on at Grace Point. Um, And even though it may not be seen up front all the time, it's such an encouraging thing to see that um, God's hands are in these details. He's he's blessed and provided tremendous resources uh, to this church and has great people helping to oversee and steward those things uh, for his glory. And so uh, thank you for being a part of that and for the other trustees that are a part of it. Um, It's doing incredible work. Um, and I, I hope that this was a helpful conversation for folks to learn a little bit more about the foundation and um, not only being proud of like what God is doing through the church through this particular uh, avenue, but uh, ways that they can be involved if uh, the Lord has led them to do that with their resources. So thanks for taking the time with us, John. Yeah, I'm very glad to. Okay. Thank you so much for listening today, and we hope that you can join us again next Wednesday for another conversation. We'll see you then.